are now tuned in to your number one radio station. This is 87.9 WKMU. Staten Island, New York. Hey everybody, it's Sky at WKMU. Actually, it's 87.9 WKMU. And this is Cross Discussions, where we have a little conversation with people from across platforms. This gentleman I actually uh, ran into on Twitter. We started talking back and forth. I checked out some of his videos. His name is Terranormal. You can find him on YouTube. He's really awesome. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we're going to go right, right into it. Uh, first of all, how did you get into YouTubing? So I originally started about two years ago. Um, I always wanted to try something new. You know, I always want to make myself uncomfortable get outside thing outside the box so uh i decided to do uh, voice acting so some narrations so i started about two years ago doing that and i uh, kind of fell off a little bit but um i picked it back up about seven or eight months ago did it fall off because of covid no it really fell off because i was trying to graduate from a uh, school um and the last year i was in my senior year and i really wanted to you know take care of take care of business just seal the deal so um I had to focus all my energy on finishing school. Uh-huh. And then I guess in the last couple of months, because uh, we actually started our show too in February. Um, one day, Blue was just like, you know, you like to talk about a lot of weird and interesting things. People might want to hear it. Um, did you have any also like inspiration from anybody? Or is this was just like, you know, like yourself, like, no, I'm going to do this. Well, no, I, I definitely had some uh, inspiration. I'd say uh, watching a lot of scary, uh, scary movies and uh, scary stories on YouTube. And just listening to podcasts and listening to like what people can do when they 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 uh, exploit their own talents, that that shit's empowering right there. So, what is your favorite scary movie? Man, I have to tell you, like it, it's either uh, that's a good ass question. It's either Get Out or Insidious. Get Out, really? Yeah, Get Out. Um, Get Out came out right after um, Lego Batman, and uh, so me and Blue used to see movies all the time. And it was uh, this time it was my pick was Lego Batman. And the next day we went back and saw Get Out. And when I saw Lego Batman, I'm like, yo, this is the best movie of the year. I don't know who's going to top this. And the next day I saw Get Out. I'm like, yeah, Get Out did it. This is actually a little bit better. It's a little bit more intriguing, a little bit more um, keeping your attention. Because you're a little, you're like, when you're spooked out, I feel like you'll, you pay more attention because you don't want something to scare you that you don't know, that you're not paying attention to. 100%. And uh, I didn't always like horror films, but Blue's been put me into it. And, like, yeah, now that I can feel – because, like, I like a lot of shows and movies, TV shows that make me cry, like Good Doctor, anything with, like, a sad – like, you know, not even, like, a bad sad or, like, even a happy cry. So, like, I didn't appreciate horror. And then, you know, I started watching these horror films, and it definitely kind of keeps my attention because I have, like, a a little bit of ADHD, too. So, like, for for the show to just sit there and kind of keep me intrigued, I really enjoyed. Because I didn't want to miss nothing because I'm, like, one of those types that, like, oh, I saw somebody's arm. Oh, they kind of messed this up. So I'm paying attention extra hard anyway. So I I don't, you know, I I like being scared, but I don't want to be scared. I completely see what you're saying. And that's that's what I like to bring to the, the, the horror community. Like, a lot of people like to, they like that escapism, you know? They like to be pulled away from reality. And then, boom, you know, scare them with something. That's why I like doing jump scares in my videos, because it's the last thing you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. Like one of those videos that uh, you were trying to do the maze, and then all of a sudden, uh, just a uh, clown jumps and scares at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so uh, when we talked and uh, about you coming on the show, you brought up uh, a particular um, topic, which would which would be uh, would what actually is it that you like to talk about on this show? Well, there's a there's a couple things, but I know you and I talked about uh, like some urban legends that are pretty popular. Yeah, like the, the creepy pastas. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves creepy pastas. Like I, I remember when uh, like it was like Jeff the Killer was like a really popular one. A lot of people were talking about that, and then Slenderman. Like everybody was like loved Slenderman. Yeah, I saw a, I actually saw a TikTok video recently of somebody dropping down from the roof as uh, is it, he tapes his mom. His mom has like dwarfism, and like so he's always messing with her. And in this one, he like jumped from the ceiling as Slenderman, and just watching it kind of freaked me out. Oh wow! I think I know what I want to be for Halloween this year. So these are the one that you we particularly uh, talked about was back rooms, and I didn't. I've heard of back rooms, but I've never actually dived into them. So when you said back rooms, I'm like, you know, that gives me a chance to kind of like check this out, and uh, give my chance to be a little freaked out by it. Um, what is it about the back rooms that intrigues you? Well, see, the, the back rooms. It's like a very popular uh, internet urban legend, and it's a creepy pasta. So it describes like a very unsettling place that supposedly exists outside of reality. So it's like a thing of the matrix. So yeah. Or if you're a gamer, like you kind of like glitch out on a, like a, a edge clip. Yeah. Like no clipping. Yeah. Yeah. No clipping. So it's like a, where people could get trapped if they accidentally enter it. So it like, it's designed to like evoke like a feeling of eeriness and nostalgia. It's like, think of like a, think of like being in an empty supermarket but it's it's all the lights are on and you're the only one in there. Like that feeling you get, that feeling of emptiness, even though it's you know full of groceries and stuff. So it's 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 it's, it's pretty intense. It's like a psychological horror, which is just the cool thing about the back room. Yeah, Blue actually showed me something like that. It's um, she follows. I think it's on Reddit. It's these pictures that are like are normal, but they seem unnormal. And it's like basically a picture of the riverbed, and the riverbed is lit up, but the trees around it isn't. And you see the moon in the sky, so, you know, it looks like there's a river in the middle of nothing. And, you know, logically, that makes no sense. But logically, you know, there's trees or something there. But it's just kind of creepy seeing it on, on its own. It's just something about uh, being pulled away from reality. I could see that. I could see that. that that's very, that's intriguing. Now, do you think that there's some part to this is, is um, like that human nature kind of just seems to fear like some kind of purgatory? Like expand on that. What do you mean? Um, well, you know, purgatory is a space between uh, Earth and um, the afterlife. Um, I think it's Christians who believe like if you didn't do good enough to go to heaven, and but you you know you're not a bad person, you don't go to hell. You get stuck in purgatory. It's just like this endless void of you're not going anywhere. It's kind of like you're stuck. I mean, I I could tell you that based on what I've seen. I feel like there are people that are living to this day that they think that they're stuck, you know, like in, in a figurative sense. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's what people go to towards also because it's like it's their own fear of being stuck in something. So they, when they see, like, because um, I'm, I'm sure you saw like the, the beginning video from uh, 4chan. Um, yeah. It was like this endless hallways and everything like that and feeling stuck. So I could see how somebody who feels stuck in real life would be like extra maybe uneasy because that's how they feel all the time. A hundred percent. Like it's anxiety inducing. I understand exactly what you're trying to say. 
And then, you know, uh, so it's a creepy process and an urban legend. So there's no real uh, truth to it per se. But we always like to ask, uh, what if? So what if this is a real thing? What do you think? Uh, like you know, let's play on the devil's advocate. Like, do you do you one think that this could be a realistic thing, or do you think it's just a creepy pasta, or it's like I said before, like a realistic thing, maybe based on, you know, a creepy pasta based on a realistic thing? Sorry, got a little tongue tied there. No, no, I see what you're saying. I, I think it's a creepy pasta based on realistic experiences because the the back rooms is also known to be like a uh, it, it kind of re- it mimics a uh, like an office space, like there's like fluorescent lights. Yeah, it's the humming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and it's like got mono like, yellow. It got that that weird tinge that looks like it's from the seventies or the eighties. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but uh, it's got nothing but carpet, and it's like there's nothing in it at all. It's just empty office space is what it looks like. So I definitely think it's based off of something in reality to kind of to kind of trigger something inside of you. Sort of like a uh, everyday like your own purgatory. I, I guess it wasn't important. But um, so you, you think that there's some kind of um realistic uh experience like somebody has experienced this before? Do you then do you believe that um there are ways to enter it like willingly? You still there? Yeah, no, I'm thinking about a response <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh, I remember too. Also, it, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if you ever seen uh, any movies from Stephen um King novels. Uh, it's called Langley Lears. I have not. No. So the story is basically uh, this plane goes through this, uh, I guess, some kind of like uh, portal. And the people who were asleep um, wound up waking up to an empty plane. Uh, the plane, they land the plane. There's no people around. Um, they're just by themselves everywhere. They don't know what happened to everybody. So they spend the whole movie trying to figure out what happened. And then towards the end, you kind of like not to ruin it. Like, you know, it's, it's been out for a while. Uh, basically, they're stuck five minutes back in time. So there's nothing there because that five minutes didn't show up yet. So they were forever stuck five minutes in the past, and they could never catch up. And then um, there's a point where these things, that they're called Langoliers, they're like these giant round, they kind of look like the, the piranha head plants from Mario, and they wow. would go around and eat up their existence. So they had to figure out how to get out because, you know, that time in history, uh, history five minutes before, once it passed, it's you know no longer part of the thing, so you gotta get rid of it. And so that like hearing you describe all this just kind of brings me back to that hopelessness. And I think that's what it is like. It's like it's kind of nice feeling hopeless because then that makes you feel more hopeful when you get some hope. If that makes sense. I see. I see. Okay, I can see what you're saying. So you were saying though, um, do you think that there's a, a valid way of entering? the back rooms i i think so i think so like uh it's i feel like it's uh the valid way and you know this is my opinion may, some people may not agree but i think it's just accepting like the mundane truths of reality that some people are just you know destined to to live like like a like a psychological horror kind of life like you know feeling trapped and uh if they if they they entered it you know, and that's just how they are. Like, I mean, if you've seen The Matrix, people that are stuck in The Matrix, that's the best analogy I could put to it. That's yeah. what I pulled from the back rooms. And, and like, you kind of have to accept that sometimes your life, your life is not going to be that fantastic. And it just yeah. wasn't meant for you. Yeah, but at the same, on the other coin, on the other side of the coin, I'd have to say 
that once you do realize that that's also a chance for you to change that. But if you have the potential to change that, you know, you have, you should have the will to act to change that. Oh, so that kind of plays with the, um, what is it when, uh, self-fulfilled prophecies. If you think you're not going to succeed, you won't succeed because you're just going to fill into your own disaster. hundred percent. You're just going to, like, it's like, a that reminds me of like the law of attraction as well. It's like your subconscious is like naturally going to look for different, different types of evidence to back up why you feel the way you do like validation. You're going to self-validate. So like if, you know, if you think you're ugly, you're going to find ways to prove to yourself yeah. that you're ugly. Yeah. Which is crazy because, um, you know, there are some ugly people out there, but, <laughs> but sometimes you just have to accept, like, I'm not the best looking guy. And you know what? I, I did what I could with what I have. And that's fine. You know, sometimes you got to find happiness in the things that you have. I couldn't agree more. So I, I, I actually saw a video recently on black back rooms where there's like three viable ways to enter. Oh, and, nice. What'd you think about it? It was interesting because some of them were kind of like easy to do. Basically, you just get lost in uh, the forgotten forest or the, I forget what the Zach called it. It was a forest that it's just, you keep going into it and you stay in there for a long, 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 long time. And you basically clip out. Oh, wow. And a lot of them are some of the similar things. I think another one was like a pothole. Like you had to go into, but that sounds like, I don't know if you saw the Barbie movie. I haven't no, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it though. There's a there's uh mean blue sword. Uh, there's a scene where a couple scenes where they go back and forth between Barbie Land and you know the the real world, and that kind of got you know, reminded me of the same thing where it's like you have to do this long 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 travel doing nothing, and then eventually you just clip out into Barbie Land basically, and it was just a, like a weird thought. If you could do something like that, do you think there's a fear of maybe like of the unknown? Like if it's in the forest, would you be able to do that to get to it? Or would you be able to go down the like a, a long ass sewer drain? I mean, OK, so I've seen so many movies like like uh, like, you know, Team and T, Rush Hour, different movies where people, the, the main characters have to travel a long distance to get to where they want to be, even if it's an unknown place. And I mean, that's the whole rising action of the movie. And I, I definitely believe we're all actors in our own movie, you know? So I would yeah. 100% go into that forest. I would go down that sewer line. I'd make it happen because I want to see, like, I'd, I'd want to escape the mundane truths of life, you know? Like, try to see what types of things are out there. And if the backrooms is it, I mean, why not, you know? So are you saying that if, like, are you would you go there for, like, an escape, though? Because you know when you go there, you're kind of like just stuck and you have to accept it at that moment. So you kind of meditate. Or do you think it's like uh, just to experience it and get out and never come back? Yeah, just to experience it. Like, why not? I don't know. I, I guess that's what people, <laughs> it takes guts to go to the moon. Um, and I saw a video of um, Neil uh, Buzz Aldrin punching somebody because he called him a liar and a fake and a fraud. And he got mad. And he turned around and punched him. And I'm like, I would have been mad too. You know what kind of guts you need to do to get on a vehicle that you've seen explode before? You've seen numerous of these things explode. You know, all the testing and stuff like that. Now you're going up there and hoping that you're going to survive and get on a moon because you're, you're out there. You're stuck out there. It's kind of like, you know, the same thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe humans just have this yearning to be stuck in a, um, like an endless loop. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. 
And I, I like that that uh, how you brought the relation to like you know going to the moon because like you know same deal with the you know CRISPR Columbus when he sailed across the ocean or how Elon Musk is trying to go to Mars. It's we just have this this we just have this something about us. We just want to go to the un the unknown and explore. You know, that's just how I kind of see it. But I, I do agree that uh, humans do have this tendency to be stuck in a loop. So if there was like a time frame, like um, throughout the, the history of, of humans, do you think there's a time that you might want to travel for a couple of hours just to see how it was? That's a really good question. Uh, I would have to say the either the ancient Egyptian period or probably like the Renaissance area. Like that era, like something like that. I've, I've always wanted to see like the early beginnings of how civilizations started. Do you, do you believe that the Egyptians built the pyramids? You know, a friend and I were talking about this yesterday. And apparently, I think it was like what it was like 500 to like a thousand years it took like to build. Like, it's, it's insane to me. Like it, it's if you like see how big those I don't know have you been to Egypt by any chance? No, I have not. It's one of my uh, go to on my list. That in Japan. Ah, uh, that makes two of us. Because Japan's um, so much unlike America, like it's to me, it's like the most alien place I can think of on Earth to visit, where even everything's completely different. The culture, the people, how they act, their politeness. Um, it just seems like one of those out of this world kind of experiences. Yeah, that's kind of what draws me to Japan as well. I've I've heard that about it as well. Yeah, so you were saying about the um, you and your friend talking about the pyramids. Yes, yeah, so we were talking about the pyramids and like how long it took to build them, um, and it's I, I just I truly don't know. Like it's, well, it's I have insane. another. Like, sorry. Uh, you were saying. Uh, I had another question. Um, do you? Okay, I right, I figured it out. Do you? What do you think the pyramids were built for? Like, because there's some like with. Scholars say that it's what, what what I think of as is like general knowledge. Knowledge, no one actually knows where this information came from, but everyone just accepts that it's true. And like you know how like a a gun can be silenced by a silencer, it doesn't really do that. It actually just muffles the sound slightly. Um. So is it is it like one of those things? Like, uh, have you heard of anything where it's like this is what the pyramids were built for? I mean, I've heard that it was like like monuments to house the tombs of the pharaohs, and I not, that's what I never understood because they never found a pharaoh in any of the the pyramids. Ah, uh, in any well, of them. The another thing that I could relate though to to ancient Egypt in the back rooms is, and what we were just talking about in our discussion is, um, like I, I believe the ancient Egyptians believe that death was seen as like you know merely the beginning of a journey to the other world. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know, I feel like that kind of relates to what we were saying earlier, you know? Yeah, definitely. I've always kind of wanted to, though, go to, like, some part in the Middle, age, middle Ages. Uh, I, I, you know, it's because I want to put myself in the, uh, in the steps of, a, in, the, in, like, the pants of a person who don't know about skyscrapers, who don't know about rocket ships. And, you know, they're just taking a horse ride or a walk and all of a sudden, they, they see this huge castle in the background. It's like we see all the things that we built today as marvels. And while a lot of these older stuff didn't last that long, but the size of these and how, uh, how well put together that they even last against sieges and stuff like that, it's just, uh, to me, it would be awe-inspiring just to walk up and see like one of those huge uh, re renaissance. Like, I guess that's renaissance time too, right? 
Assholes? Yeah, I think so. I think I would want to go back a little older because I feel like the people back then completely different. I don't think I would interact with them. I don't think I would survive. I think they would. And why do you think that? I, I don't know. I, um, I feel like, especially nowadays, we're kind of soft. And, you know, I, you know, who knows what traditions you have back then. Like, if you look away from it, like nowadays, I think it's, uh, it's considered polite if you're walking down the street and somebody looks at you, you meet their eyes for like a second, and then you both look away. Like, you acknowledge each other. Oh, hey, I see you. And then you continue on your way. But so, you know, what if I did that in the past and they took it as like a challenge? Like, you're, you're not even, you're supposed to keep your head down. Like, I don't know what it's like back then. Uh. I think that's what peer, people's fears of aliens and UFOs comes from, too. Not knowing the capability of, of another, because we see ourselves as messed up um, species. So it's like, you know, if we could do this with the amount of technology we have, now you got these other things in the sky looking at us. What could they do to us? You think that might tie into why they haven't done anything yet? I think if they were going to, they were going to. Yeah. Honestly, I think, okay, I think a small part of me believes that uh, the human race is an alien um, experiment. We still haven't found the missing link as far as I know. Like, there's, I feel like there's definitely some, like, connections, but there's something just not quite right. You know, we're the only species that can't eat unprocessed foods or raw foods. Like, we're allergic to a lot of things. It's like, if we're from here, how can we be so inept at really surviving here that we have to, you know, live off the land and then move? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you, do you believe that there is a chance? And I'm not, I'm not doubting what you're saying by any means. But do you believe it's a chance that we've evolved that way? Yeah. Um, you know, they think in a, a thousand years we're gonna be hunched over with weird hands, but we're not gonna have phones for that long. But I think there's definitely a period where uh, we started changing the way we ate. We were, we had uh, access to fire. So once we started killing the stuff, it's just like how nowadays. If I feel like you know I didn't take you know aspirin and cough syrup for everything so i don't get as sick as other people so i feel like it's, a, it's the same relation like oh well I, what are you doing? Um, what was i saying do you remember what i was saying yeah you're talking about taking aspirin and cough syrup yeah so you know i feel like it's the same, same thing once you start to learn to cook food and you get rid of the extra bacteria over time you know you learn to evolve away from, well i don't have to worry about that anymore so i can shut that part of my stomach down um so, yeah, I like that. So this is why I like talking to people because people will bring up other stuff too. Um, it makes it good for. Are you more afraid of being stuck in a back room or an alien uh, presence? I feel like if you're in a back room, you know what your future has in store for you. I mean, at least you have the general gist of it. Like, if you're in a back room, you know that you're in an endless abyss. It's just like a liminal space. Like, it's like you, you walk towards a house and you keep walking towards a house and the house doesn't get closer. It doesn't get further away. You're just walking towards the house. So you know what to expect. But if you're in the alien presence, there's still there's a chance there that, you know, they could either fry you to death. They could either, you know, experiment on you or there's actually a chance that, you know, you might actually you might actually get along with them. You never really know. So at least I, I always prefer the veering towards the unknown in, in that relatively speaking that it's more scary of the, than what's not coming than what you even if you know what's coming and you know it's horrible at least you know the limit of how horrible it can be yes yeah, so, and technically you could make a calculated you know decision there 
but I'm a risk taker, so I'd say the being in the presence of aliens would be a lot more interesting, even if there's a chance of me getting killed. Oh yeah, it's like awe inspiring. I think that's um, I, I, actually I don't want to ruin it because I actually said something like this during a podcast we had bit, bit, uh, bitches with beards, and that one actually comes out in October. Um, so for everyone listening, you know, please check that out in mid October around uh, Halloween. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not I wasn't always super into alien stuff. But, like, the more that I look into things, and even, like, civilizations, aliens seem to connect on so many different levels. And it's like, well, who am I to say that that's not true? And I brought the Egyptian thing up, too, because, like, there is a um, the uh, the pharaoh. What is that thing called? The cat. Oh, the sphinx. The sphinx is, has evidence that uh, there's water damage predating um, 10 more thousand years than we thought, um, which would hit right away before something called the Dryas uh, era, which was, we actually got hit by a whole bunch of little uh, meteorites and stuff like that. Um, so I think not knowing where we come from and not having the complete picture, because there's obviously some kind of history missing. If there's like real evidence, I'm not saying that this is like conspiracy evidence. There is some compelling evidence that these things are older than we think. Globetepe was found, and that was actually 10,000 years old. So we're finding out that our civilization, our civilization is actually much older. And maybe that's like the opposite of why, you know, dark room, uh, back rooms intrigues people. Because for me, like, um, where we came from is so unknown. Like, we think we know, but I don't think we really know. There's too much evidence out there that says that we've been around a lot longer and done a lot more things than we know. That makes me kind of think, like, uh, with the back rooms, like, uh, I feel like it takes uh, key elements from everyday life, you know, things that like uh, one wouldn't ordinarily pay attention to. Oh, yeah, takes, you're right. You know, and it, like it takes them out of context to create something like rather like empty, you know, it's, I don't know, like kind of like a surreal or dreamlike feeling. Yeah. Like, when, you kind of, when you kind of think about it, you could really like get creative and like think, you know, and like what we're talking about right now with the water damage to the Great Sphinx of Giza. It it just makes it's unsettling the feeling you think when you're kind of you're thinking back and you're like hmm you know that that is kind of questionable you, you see what I'm trying to get at yeah yeah I think that's why uh, humans like these things uh, like we we say oh we don't want to be uncomfortable but I think we I think generally we are being uncomfortable grows character it lets you become stronger um, facing stuff that you're not really comfortable makes you does make you a stronger person. And there's, there's nothing wrong with you. Sure, if you want to give up, go ahead, give up. But there's nothing wrong with going through to it either and dealing with shit that you don't think you maybe necessarily have to deal with. And that's why I kind of like your view on this because um, it's something that I, I say is for good mental health, the, the best way to keep your brain sharp is just to accept the situation that you are currently in. That doesn't mean that you have to be happy with it. That doesn't mean that you have to continue to be that way. But in this very second, there is absolutely nothing you can do to change the situation that you are in right now. I think accepting is the first step, you know, in, in the right direction when you're trying to build character. Like, uh, it's, uh, I think, like, also accepting, like, like you said, you don't have to, you don't have to like it, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to hate it. Accepting the current reality is basically how you calm the mind down so you can focus on obtaining new objectives to make you become a better person like i learned from this one guy named mike a long time ago that you know you, you accept your current reality and you focus on what you do have not on what you don't have 
and you create positive energy yeah. in action. And that positive energy in action turns into confidence and energy. Because when you're feeling good about yourself and things around you, you're more likely to, to push yourself. Yes, I completely agree there. So is there is anything else on the on the back rooms that you wanted to touch in on? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, since, I mean, since we're still talking about the back rooms, like there is a uh, I don't know if uh, I could send you this link to a video, but like uh, basically there's a there's a hotel in London that's uh, completely enclosed. Like uh, it's based off of the, the back room is is based off of this hotel. Really? Like, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it's insane. Like here, I'll uh, I'll share the link with you so you can see it. Yeah, and then I'll share the link on Twitter, and uh, Instagram and Facebook too, so everyone and anyone listening can check it out. Gotcha. So it's like uh, it's like you know, like walking through a hotel. Have you have you stayed at like a like a rather big hotel at any time? And like you've walked through the hallways at night, just how empty it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like because uh, it's like a long hallway, and then the the lights aren't all on on. It's kind of like a dim light. Yeah, like it's like a liminal space. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like. But that basically, the creator of the back rooms based a level off of this hotel in London, and it's insane. Once you if you first watch the back rooms footage of the hotel, and then you look at the real footage of people actually going there. And seeing how close it reflects to the real back, the back rooms that uh, uh, the creator had made originally, and it, it's insane because it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, it's like wow, like this is like legit, like the back rooms. In my head, it's burned in. I can still pit, like I have trouble. Uh, I, I have a bad imagination. I can't hold thoughts like views in my head or pictures in my head. But you speaking about, it, I totally see the the dim yellow lights, the humming. I see the the doors. The, I see the like the the weird yellow tinge to everything. It's very. It reminds me of like an '80s home film. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. I think what uh, uh to wrap up the back rooms. I feel like what makes it really scary is the emptiness. It's like the nonstop emptiness, which the, it, yeah, it, the it, void. Yeah, in, in itself, it's absolutely horrifying. It's like uh, the the way things are placed in like certain areas of the back rooms that they shouldn't be is a. Uh, just kind of like uh, your your mind naturally kind of sees that. So once you see footage of walking through the back rooms, it's like it's like okay, this is you have to pause it every now and then, you know. Yeah. But it's it's absolutely unbelievable like work that was done to the back rooms. It's there's a lot more thought for, behind it. It's very thought provoking. I, I hate to 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 disappoint everybody right now, but we're already in a real life um, back room. We're we're a little speck in this vastness of space and that we, we can't fathom like, you know, it would take us a hundred thousand years at least to walk to the sun or 500,000 years or something like that. So that, that, and that's just to the sun. Like, I, I don't think we, you know, we have very minimal understanding how big this universe is and we're just like this little speck <laughs> speeding through it and we're in a void and we can't get out of it. We can't get off earth. Like there's this chances like we're trying to, but you need self-sustaining systems and stuff like that. And for right now, it's just we're stuck here. And maybe that's what taps into because um, people really feel that to day-to-day -day -day lives, especially if like one night, just kind of look out into the sky at a, you know, a, it doesn't even have to be at a star, just any spot in the sky. That spot in the sky goes on forever. There is no end to where you can look in that direction. 
And if you sit on the beach and sit down and do that, it's it, you feel like the weight of the world pull you towards the sand. Because I did that recently, and I uh, looked at a place right by the moon and instantly feel like, wow, like it, it really is like this humbling kind of feeling. It is. And that, that's, it ties back to what you were saying about accepting your current reality. Yeah. Doesn't mean like, everyone says, oh, you accept it means because I like it. No, no. You can accept something shitty's happened <laughs> and know that it's happening. Uh, usually that first part of dealing with something is knowing what's happening and then dealing with it. If you pretend it's not a problem, then you're never going to deal with it. It's going to be a constant. It's going to be the uh, limitless back rooms. So maybe that's another parallel to the back rooms too is our psyche of, uh, you know, not changing who we are because we feel like we're stuck in this particular spot because that's where we are right now. A hundred percent. And I think that's like a one percenter thing that a lot of people should start adopting. Like, yeah, I mean, the situations may not be the best, but it's your situation and you need to accept responsibility for the situation so then you can overcome even more. But some people choose to not do that. You know, it, it, it ties back to the back rooms if you really think about it. Like, yeah. So at that point, like we can't hear it, but there's music playing to the people who are listening to us. So I thank everyone for joining us with uh, Cross Discussions with Terranormal. Uh, let everybody know where we can find you everywhere. Of course. Uh, you just look up Terranormal on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, and you'll find me. It's a T-E-R-R-O and then normal. Yeah, so it's like terror normal. Not terror, terror normal. I yeah. listened to one of your, um, your, your voice. One of the reasons why I wanted to do a collab is your voice is very soothing. I can, because, you know, um, the, the whole reason we started this was to be uh, what keeps me up type thing and talk about creepy stuff. And your voice is just perfect. Like so, like somebody's listening right now and just hearing you talk and be like, oh, my God, and just kind of like mellow out. Uh, yep. and, go ahead. Oh, I, I, uh, I love that. Like, I've had some subscribers tell me that... Uh, that they they use my voice to fall asleep to or they'll uh, they'll be at work you know like uh, i had one person he works in an amazon warehouse like getting boxes ready to be put on the transport trucks and he says he listens to my stories to help him kind of concentrate yeah get through and the monotonous exactly yeah they get they get through the work day and it's like i'm honored to be able to do that and I, i'd love to continue to do that on a wide scale are you on any other platforms like twitter instagram uh yes twitter and instagram and uh uh, TikTok as well. All on the Tarot Normal. Yeah. Well, we really, really appreciate you coming by. Um, I, I love these segments. I love meeting new people, getting into the talk. I'm a little, uh, for those that don't know, Blue was planned to be part of this episode, but we couldn't figure out how she can hear Terror and answer. So it wound up being a one on one. And so I would like to take this moment to thank Blue because she's right behind me being quiet on her phone for this whole time. And uh, we all love you. So, uh, anything else you want to say to the fans out there? Um, I just wanted to give a big thanks to everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great questions. And I'd love to do this again. Uh, we would love to have you. Hopefully, next time we can figure out that we can get Blue on here, too. And uh, speaking of Blue, um, as always, checking on, on your friends. And everyone deserves love, even you. <laughs>